Welcome back to Marvel Mondays on the Hotbox Heroes, and we're just going to jump right into it, so let's get it. Welcome back to the Hotbox Heroes on Marvel Mondays, and I got my boy Sam with me. We're going to cover Loki. We're going to cover all of new Loki season, so week by week, we're going to be here with you guys, breaking it down, and let's just jump into it now. So my boy, what were your first takes on what we saw in episode one. You think they started off the season strong? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think Loki kind of picked right back up where they left things off in terms of quality, in terms of, you know, storytelling, in terms of, you know, just overall feel for the show that we don't get in other MCU products, it seems, as of late. But, um, yeah, I thought um, this first episode to season two was a great start. And, you know, hoping that they continue to build upon what, they, what they've started and established. Facts. As I said previously, you know, the crispness and cleanliness of how it's filmed, the animation and cinematography, it's, it's spotless. You know, they're keeping true to what they did in the first season and expanding on it. So definitely I have high hopes for it to also end off strong. Because as we've seen, you know, certain Marvel productions, they start strong, but they flop at the end. Okay. So let's just do a little recap real quick. Uh, and I got a question for you. I, I didn't ask you this the last time because I kind of forgot, but I wrote it down. From when we were introduced to all these Loki variants, did you have a favorite one or are you still waiting to be uh, astonished by one? Um, I kind of just like the Loki that we have right now, just because like Tom Hiddleston has just done such a good job with the character. And we've just seen this character in many different like instances. And um, we saw this character, we saw the, the main Loki in the main timeline, um, you know, the way that that character developed huh. from the first time that we saw him to the um, the last time that we saw him in Avengers. Um infinity war when he got killed and then this new variant after you know being able to this new variant kind of got a chance to like speed run all that development just by watching all of its memories but um i think it's still i think i think just tom hiddleston's these two versions of loki that we've been with the most have been um the most interesting and intriguing one so far cool i would say that definitely this Loki is very cool, the one that we are being seen. But also, I kind of hope that maybe in a what-if episode, they could explore this, where we saw Kid Loki, and Kid Loki told uh, Tom Hiddleston that he killed Thor. It will be cr pretty cool to see how that battle went about. Um, Just something to explore about Marvel. But okay. So in this first episode, we've seen that it started off right where the last episode ended. And it starts us off in action. You know, we see Loki still running. Mobius is still confused. He doesn't know who Loki is. And we see him jump off. You know, that, that, that was kind of crazy just seeing Mans just hop off building. But he's then saved by... You would say that van was the postal service van of the TVA? Yeah. It seems yeah. Like that's what it is. 
So the postal service van, um, he jumps into it, and then we see him collect himself, and we're introduced to the Kang statues. Now, there's a lot of I would say that Kang statues, they're doing a lot of foreshadowing. What are they foreshadowing? Obviously, Kang, he who remains, but um, you know, it's up to the new episodes to see what what is really coming. And then we are introduced to when he breaks into the TVA through the window and the taxi cab falls off. Side note, I'm pretty sure the lady in the TVA postal service van died. <laughs> like <laughs> Nah, if you if <laughs> I know a lot of people think that, but um I think as like if you're like really paying attention, you can see that like it like it flies away in the background. So Shorty is still alive. Hopefully. Okay, <laughs> but she's she's not dead. I know a lot of people like a lot of people thought that she died, but um, I don't think they go that dark in the first episode. So I think I think she's she's good still. All right. Okay. Cool. And all right. So we seen Loki um hop out, and I forgot his name, but Casey. We see, Casey. We see Casey come back, but. Just like how Mobius doesn't know who Loki is, Casey also does not remember him. And, you know, it kind of sucked just being a fan watching it. But then we get into some intensity where we're introduced to time slipping. And we see that the TVA, as you said before, is breaking its own rules that are introduced to us. Honestly, time slipping, the way Loki is doing it, I think the MCU should continue on that that like track of of counting time and showing us time because it's not as confusing as the other ones especially in avengers but i guess in avengers it's it's kind of multiversal travel not really time travel so any thoughts that you had seeing loki start time slipping i mean yeah the time slipping thing it's it's very interesting it's an interesting concept because um it it is it is something that we've never seen before something that we've never experienced in um and and well, i guess we can we can say we've experienced it somewhat maybe through other mediums like across the spider verse it, it's not really time slipping it's more like glitching across different multiverse yeah he's ag- just across, popping up on different times yeah the, so time slipping is like you're moving forward and backwards throughout one singular timeline um but according to mobius in season one time um transcends differently in the tva so like they don't follow the conventional rules of time that is established in like endgame and and infinity war and stuff like that um so it's just like it's very interesting to see like like you said like i said um that um they're breaking their their rules that they established but it may not even be breaking their own rules because it seems like the people in the TVA, which we discover in this episode, they don't even know their own rules of things that are the way things are. Like, it seems like they have been just told something, but that might not be the way things actually are. Yeah. You know, this episode does expose more truths that the TVA themselves, as in the workers, all the field operatives, They've been following the TVA blindly. We get to see that it's not just like they chose to follow it blindly. It's because, you know, Kang, he who remains, had 
had, you know, uh, oh, what, why am I not remembering these words right now? He uh, took away their memory. He brainwashed them, basically. For how long the brainwashing was, um, we still don't know. And I think, you know, we do need a more consensus timeline of things, especially during Loki. I feel like that will just be more helpful to the fans to be able to place what and where happened. But, um, you know, let's, let's, let's go in a little deeper before we continue that. Um, so we seen the time slipping. We see that it, it does have an effect on Loki and it doesn't hurt him, but it, it feels, you know, he feels something every time it happens. It also looks painful. Yeah, that's what Mobius was like. The first 15 to 20 minutes, Mobius was like, yo, bro, like this shit don't hurt. <laughs> and as we've seen, Loki said, you know, he does feel something, but it's not as painful as it looks to be. Let's fast forward. And then we're introduced to when Loki, I think we first introduced to the war room where Mobius, uh, Renslayer, and... um. The judges, I guess, or the generals, the TVA generals, yeah, were introduced to the war room. Now, do you think we were going to be seeing more instances happen in this war room? Maybe I'm not sure, just because it seems like they've already made their decision to move out on Sylvie, as we'll talk about later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, when once you make a decision on like what you're going to war against there really is no use for the war room again but i i don't think they would i don't think they would establish this like room and its importance especially um with what we'll talk about in a few minutes um but yeah i i i I, maybe they might use it again all right if i think they might we might see some more important instances come to light in that room and okay so let's just jump into it we see the generals. Now, we see the Asian general, and then we see the Russian general, and the guy just sleeping on the chair. We see the Russian general have a more, I want to say, aggressive take on the TVA and like how they have to carry out their missions, which is pretty oh, yeah, interesting. General Docs. Yeah, General Docs. She's very aggressive. And on the countermeasure... We have the Asian shorty, which, you know, she does fall into some aggression. But as we see, uh, her decision was to cancel all pruning of timelines, all branches. So there is some hope. Judge Gamble. Yeah, Judge Gamble. Now, uh, I don't know if they went with trying to make Judge Gamble kind of look like a praying mantis, kind of. Uh, I'm not sure, but like. You know, it was just kind of a little weird, you know? I'm going to be honest. No hate to the actor. You did a great job. But, like, uh, cinematography-wise, I was like, what, what's happening? And, okay. Then we see Loki come back from the time slipping. But before he even came back, we saw he was also time slipping into the war room in the past. Mm-hmm. Which is very crucial, because then we hear the voice recording... That was left in the war room. Now, did he play it or did it come on automatically? Um, I believe he played it. Right. So he played it and then we're introduced to, I want to say, 
maybe it was he who remains or or do we think it was another variant that recorded that message um that's a good question because um, you know be, yeah it could be him it could be um it could be miss minutes for all we know like it could have been renslayer it could have been one of the tva agents could have been a lot of people that's another mystery that we'll have to see how it unfolds throughout the season but it is very interesting to think that maybe someone was recording this for I don't know what reason, but yeah. So, and in the message, we're kind of being shown that there is a past to the TVA that Loki is unveiling in this season. I guess we're introduced to the connection between uh, He Who Remains, air quotations, and Renslayer. And it's, it's crazy to see that Renslayer she was also brainwashed because she doesn't remember. The craziest scene of the war room was when they panned out the camera and we saw Loki's background of all of Kang's faces, basically. Mm. Now, was it significant to show that he who remains is always watching no matter what direction? Or was he just like, I bet I'm going to just power hungry power uh strong that i'm just gonna put my face everywhere you feel me i don't know i think i think like he was just someone like i guess in the original iteration of the of the tva that he just was someone that like wasn't trying to hide who he was so like to like put his face everywhere was just like i guess something that was seen as normal mm. um because it, it it just seems like even when when loki was talking to like um mobius in them in the past like it didn't seem like it was such a big deal that you know like there was a statue of kang and like there's all these statues of kang and like you know everything that's like timekeeper related it was replaced by kang in the past so like um i just don't think that um that like but he also just seems like he who remains he just seems like a person that was just like really like boisterous type of person you know just seemed like a person that would have done like you know whatever it took to like put himself out there as like you know the guy like this is my place like i am a god type of person so facts and after we see loki see the background of kang he listens to the voice message he comes back to time slip back into the war room where he's reintroduced to mobius and the generals we see one of the most crazy important scenes to kind of get everybody on the phase of stop being brainwashed is where Loki takes one of the depixelator sticks and depixelates the war, the uh, the war room wall. And it shows everybody, especially Mobius, that the timekeepers was really just a facade, you know? And now that the generals are aware that they can actually see it in person, mm-hmm. that... You know, it's probably going to sway them to do different things. And we see General Dox be swayed in, again, an aggressive way. Then we see that kind of crazy little connection between XO5, Guard XO5, and General Dox. Now, I did see, and you did say that, you know, it could be a mother-son relationship between them. Or their variance on a different timeline, you know, maybe had a thing for each other or, or whatnot. But whatever the relation is relationship is it is uh pretty sick i'm gonna say that 
going off of the interaction that we've seen, I definitely don't think it's a mother son relationship. I'm gonna be honest. Um, you know, let me because I I don't know. It's it could it could be the mother son thing. It could be um the only thing I say about the mother son thing is just that it also like in the TVA they're not supposed to really have those type of relationships in the TVA. So Facts. like it is very weird how that is and I don't think they'd show us that if it didn't mean something like it didn't it wasn't going to pay off later in the season. So I okay. think we will have our answer to that. Like Loki is a show that like when they show you something like it is meant to have some type of meaning behind it and they'll pay it off um what sooner rather than later so we will see wh- why that interaction was keyed in on i think um okay. so yeah i don't i don't think they showed us that for no reason i think there will be some type of deeper um thing within them um and 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 it, it's a matter of time before they show us and then we see a uh, general doxes of realization is that she sent guard X05 and maybe she even went herself to try to find out what happened at the end of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she suggested, like, you know, let's go find let's go find Sylvie, let's go to the end of time, let's figure out what happened, stuff like that. Um, which um is very interesting because like do they all know where the end of time is and they just never went there before? Mm, that's a good so, question. Like, so that's another thing that, you know, is just very interesting about, you know, the way that they say things and the way things went. I didn't even people even come to realize that maybe they actually do all know. That's a that's a great question. Hopefully they Marvel looks into that and we see that answer come to us in the next episode. But now we fast forward into the episode where Mobius and Loki are reunited. And but Loki is still time slipping and Mobius is trying to find out how to stop that. And what's trying to find out how to stop that, he visits his old, old friend, Ouroboro. Now, Obi, that was a cool interaction. Just seeing him on screen as an actor for Marvel was beautiful to see. Kihei Kwan. OB drops one of the craziest lines to Mobius that Mobius himself have may have forgotten. They haven't seen each other for over 400 years. OB is trying to help out Mobius and Loki. Then we see one of the really cool things about how uh, Loki and Marvel Productions is showing their time stance is where Loki time slips into the past and time slips back into Obi's workroom where we get to see that Loki and Obi are trying to figure out how to make a contraption to stop the time slipping but as Loki and Obi are having that conversation which in Loki's and Obi's mind that's their present time we see that Obi and Mobius in their present time Obi is remembering everything that Loki was saying to him like my question is in that episode, we're also revealed that OB created the time, the TVA handbook. So does OB know more than he's letting on right now? I think so. I think so. Because for him to know, for him to know, like, all that there needs to be um, within the TVA to put it in the, the guidebook, 
and also um you know for him to i think there's a reason why he's being like he's placed where he is in the tva like where no one can really access him for sure um it's probably because he's someone that you know knows a lot more than like he knows a lot more than what i guess um the generals other people know what they know as well as like what he remains what what he wants other people to know as well in the tva so like there's probably a reason why he's he's down there um and i just think that you know he definitely seems like the type that would know more than he's letting on um and yeah okay yeah like i found that kind of strange that the man who created the whole handbook for the organization is tucked away. Maybe it was due to him being brainwashed as well. And before the brainwashing, what important role did he play in the TVA to be a creator, you know? Maybe was he a variant of Kang's right-hand man in a way? You know, was... I'm going to get into that statement a little a little deeper in the episode. But, um... So... We see Obi create the temporal contraption to stop Loki from time slipping, where Mobius is introduced to the fact that if he doesn't succeed saving Loki from time slipping, his skin is going to fall off and stuff like that. You know, basically radiation sickness. Not only did we see Obi's workroom, but then we see another place that was tucked away that nobody really has access to or really knows about. And that, yep. And that opening sequence was fucking amazing because it brings back the nostalgia of X Men, all opening doors in Marvel. Basically, (laughs) was it a little hint, hint at stuff coming in the future to give us that feeling back? Who knows? This time room room, and let's just talk about the scenery for a second in that room. It's all computerized, all you know, digital. But outside on the view, we get to see space. And when I saw that view, it kind of reminded me of, do you remember when, uh, I think it's Infinity War, where Thor had to go out in space and create, uh, uh, what's, his, what's his new axe name? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Where he had to revive the dying star and all that. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave me a reminiscent scene of, of that, how they set it up. A little bit, yeah. I could see the visual parallels. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But also to that, we see a time. Would we would we call that the original uh branch of time? Possibly. Or because as we see, it's being weaved together still. Mm-hmm. And my question is. Obviously, it's new time being weaved together, but also, is there something else that's, like, helping it being weaved together or something other than time being weaved together? You said something other than time being weaved together? Yeah, because now we're going into, like, how all the other branches have to be pruned, but is it in a way that all the other time branches are weaving together in the original timeline, creating multiversal, you know? Um, I don't know because like it seems like there's like they they kind of established that there's a sacred timeline 
and then there's all these branches and like if there's too many branches then like it just causes like the tva and like you know i think that's what's gonna lead i think too many branches is eventually what's gonna lead to like you know secret wars and all the other stuff that we have coming up in the mcu but like it's i don't think it's i don't think it's something that's supposed to happen because like i think the time loom was created to foot to only like branch certain timelines and like if there's too many branches too many different timelines then it just like you know it goes into overdrive it just yeah it just overloads the system and it's not it's not meant for that yeah facts um but then a nice little keynote they did is when Mobius was getting ready, you know, in his little spacesuit, he writes a skin on one of the computers. Mm-hmm. And in Loki's time slipping, we see that he also still sees it. But that time slipping, if I'm saying it right, I believe that's when he went to the future. Yes, he definitely went to the future. Just just a couple of days, I think, though. It kind of like... It, it it kind of shows because like the the way that the the word skin wasn't dusted over too much, um, it kind of like tells us that it was within a couple of days. So, which is now now that they introduced this, that one could go into the future, you know, it's it's setting it's setting us up for more time travel interactions. Because mm-hmm. I don't think in any Marvel show we ever seen somebody hit the future like that. Um, not to my knowledge, no. So this is pretty new for the MCU, new territory. Um, but okay, so Obi, and did you find it kind of sketchy that Obi kind of didn't want to really wait for Loki to come back? A little bit, but I think because, I think because we saw that, um, one thing that gives me a little bit of, um, I guess, like, one thing that gives me a little bit of um, Mm -hmm. pushback on that is I would say that when he was doing the countdown, he did say three twice when he was counting down. So it seemed like he was trying to buy Loki just a little bit of time. But also he's he's someone that is in it for the greater, um, seems like he's in it for the greater cause of, like, the TVA instead of, like, individual people. that Because he doesn't have a connection to Mobius and and loki so he doesn't really have that like connection that like we do as audience members to like really care for if like he really does make it out but like he wanted to make sure that the tva was all right because he seems like he's someone that's just for the the general good of the tva and not for like individual characters that we may care more about as the audience than than people in the tva do yeah for a fact mobius is is helping loki it's nice to see how his stance turned from blindly following TVA to pushback on TVA now. Basically, in that episode, we have another uh, kind of suspicious event, I would say, is when we're seeing Loki trying to be saved by Mobius when he time-slipped into the future, we're introduced to the scene where he hears the phone ringing. And it leads us to other thoughts. Who's who's calling the phone? Who put the phone there? Um, how come? Did, I don't remember him picking it up. He didn't pick it up. Mm-mm. And then we see an elevator door open. 
and then we see Loki get depixelated. Who depixelated Loki? Who pruned him? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, there's a ton of speculation right now, of course, as there as there always is with these type of events and and, and situations in these episodes. Um, I don't know. A lot of people, some people speculate it might be you know him from the him from the future going back to the past to you know make sure that he is where he's supposed to be. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, um, I feel it like could that's be that, anybody. That, it could be anybody, and I feel like that's an answer that we're going to get probably, you know, um, later down the line. Okay. But, but, yeah, it could be, like, an episode, like, four or five reveal, you know, heading into episode six. But, yeah, I don't think we get the answer now. Yeah, I think that's definitely in a later episode, later in the season, that is going to be revealed. And when it does, I'm pretty sure it's going to make us batshit crazy. Um, But, okay, the next question is, who was ringing this line? Who knew to call at that moment in time? You feel me? It could be the same person that pruned him. It could. It, you see, again, it's it's left so much into the air that it could be anybody, you know? But one thing that wasn't left in the air is when we saw that elevator door open up, we knew who it was. And it was Sylvie. Sylvie is back in the game. Now, the question for Sylvie is, why was she back to the TVA? Yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, she knew that Loki was going to be there, maybe. It could be that. Because um, she, she had tried to save Loki from being depixelated, maybe. Um, maybe it's Maybe it's because she wants to get back at the TVA. That's always been her general, you know, driving vision. Factor. Yeah, it's always been her general mission. Like, she doesn't mess with the TVA like that. So, like, she probably just wants to, um, you know. Just get her get back. Yeah. And that could be the reason why she's there. Um, it's It seems also in that, in that future TVA, it seems like the TVA is, like, close to being, like, destroyed, basically. Um, and we know Sylvie likes to go to... Um, nexus time events. periods nexus events exactly so she could be going there to like cause some trouble um just because she knows that it won't have like a general impact on the main timeline or she won't be able to detect de- to be detected um but yeah i mean just another question that you know it's just gonna take some time for us to get an answer to you know that's a very interesting point you brought up that this could be a scene where we see the Nexus event for the TVA. I haven't even thought about that. But now you bring it up. You know, this could be some crazy foreshadowing right there. Well, we left off with, you know, Sylvie uh, working with Loki and Mobius as kind of a team. So is that teamwork still there? Or is it over and done with? I guess we'll see that further later in the season. But that's also another little question that we do have is what happened to the teamwork. Looking at this now, we basically covered most of the entirety of the first episode. But let's get into, I believe it was the cutscene. Uh, Sylvie, did she go through a void? Or I forgot how she appeared right there. 
So she had um he who remains is tempad from when she after she killed him. Yeah. She she took his tempad, um the device that the TVA agents used to like open up the time door so that way they can travel to different timelines, time periods, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um she took his and used it to go to Broxton, um Oklahoma in 1982. Um so that's Not how to... she got that's how she got there. Cool. And I don't know if you peeped but I don't think it was like one of the last episodes. I think this was like mid season. Um where she all Sylvie also took the tempad and and put herself in somewhere else in Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma seems to be a very present theme that that seems to have some sort of importance to Sylvie. Well, I will say that. I after doing some further research, um, Broxton, Oklahoma, in the comics is where they find new is where they is where Thor um founds new Asgard, and it like floats above Broxton, Oklahoma. Mm. So that may be a nod from the people writing the show to you know, hey, this is like where Thor and Loki are. F- that's where they live in the comics and stuff like that. So that could be a little nod there. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I think the other place where we've seen Oklahoma uh, come back up was when she went to that Nexus event in that uh grocery store. I think that was also set in Oklahoma as well. Might have been, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, we're, we're introduced to Oklahoma, it definitely has some sort of importance that. We're definitely going to see further in the season. Now, jumping into it, we see her in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, the the opening scene for her into McDonald's is we see a little two to three second uh, uh, tape of this scary ass tree on the wall, bro. You know, as we're talking about the sacred timeline and branches, you know, is it kind of metaphorically speaking about something coming out of the timeline, you know? Could be. I mean, where she goes is a branched timeline. It's not on the sacred timeline. So there's that. That's facts. So it, it could be. I, I'm kind of waiting to see because that I'm going to tell you right now, bro. If you relook at it, you're going to be shook when you see that tree. And then there's where she goes to place this order in the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And she comes to the revelation that. She looks around, she sees the scenery, she sees there's nothing really chaotic happening. It's a different pace, and she places her insane order of everything off the menu. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts about this? What do you think is going on with Sylvie? Why was she there? You think this is her just retiring off the map? Um, Could be. I mean, she kind of accomplished what she wanted to at that point, which was, you know, she killed. I guess Hugh she thought remains. she killed Hugh Remains, so I think she just assumes that, like, you know, that's the end of the TVA. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think that you know, she wants to just go somewhere where, you know, think everything is normal, everything is calm. Um, because before, like I said, she she was always in Nexus events. Like yeah. That's where she was hiding out, so that way she couldn't be detected. Um, and yeah, I just think that going 
to this place is just like you know somewhere for her to really be just calm and whatnot and i just rewatched the clip and i saw the tree that you're talking about <laughs> it's very weird it's a very odd looking tree yeah bro it's you know that might have been has... that might have been something that mcdonald's just had in their places back in the day maybe or maybe i don't know even so it's still creepy as fuck bro it is it is especially with the like the beady eyes and the open mouth and whatnot um but okay so sylvie it seems that she she took the tempad to a different time back to oklahoma She's not on her usual mission mindset. She looks mm. like she's taking a break. Now, I'm pretty sure that's definitely going to be explored later in the season. Um, As you said, that new Asgard is floating above Oklahoma. Maybe we might see a reintroduction to new Asgard. Maybe. Well, um, that's in the comics. I don't know if they're going to do that in... um in Because we know that new Asgard is in, in, is in Norway, I believe, in... Yeah, right um, now, yeah. In the MCU, but I think it's just a nod to the to the comics. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Um now I just want to go back to where we saw the trailer for Loki. And as you said, we're we're introduced to a different variant of Kang. And what was his name? But he's an inventor. Victor Timely? Victor Timely. Now, I think this is a little theory that I kind of comprised after seeing this episode. Victor Timely, I think he created Miss Minutes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was Victor Timely the? Did Victor Timely transform into He Who Remains? Because He Who Remains said himself that he's been around for mad long doing mad things and then he decided just to stop mm-hmm. so could that be victor timely yeah maybe um but then we also see like it, it's just i, I want to know where does victor timely's place come into the mcu now and what role does he have and maybe ob was victor timely's apprentice because who else is going to know about the TVA other than Obi, He Who Remains, Miss Minutes, and then Victor Timely, you feel me? Renslayer. Renslayer. But other than that, that's 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 it. And we already see Renslayer being brainwashed. Um, who, who initiated the brainwashing is my next question. Which variant of Kang was like, all right, bro, this is the take that we need to do and we just need to brainwash everybody. And for what reason? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it could have been he who remains himself. He just like was like after a while was just like you know I'm gonna end this and yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know, but uh, a lot of questions. Uh, definitely after seeing this first episode, and hopefully at least some of our questions are answered in the second episode. But do you from, think from from what I've heard, I've heard that the second episode is a real change of pace from the first episode. So, oh, I, I, yeah, I've heard that like people people said, don't don't expect the same pace to keep up in episode two. Mm. Um, so that's that's just one thing to, to keep in mind. 
Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And my question is now that they brought up Victor Timely, how did they even get access to Victor Timely? Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't Loki and Mobius fix the time slipping situation? Yeah, I think that they, they just go back in time to Victor Timely. Mm. Um, but I think that the time slipping situation isn't fully resolved just because from all the trailer footage that we've seen, we see we've seen trailer footage of Loki time slipping to different places that we haven't seen yet. So yeah. so I think that the time slipping is gonna be something that comes back to him. Um I don't know specifically how, but I'm sure that, you know, they will do a good job of showing us how. Facts. Facts. So you got any other thoughts, concerns about this episode? Anything you want to say coming up, maybe? Um, No, I'm just really looking forward to the rest of the season and, you know, hoping that they continue to keep up this quality and, you know, hope that the stories continue to, um, you know, do their thing. And, yeah, for a fact, I totally agree with you. Hopefully they... They keep up this work. It's great work. As we said earlier, both Sam and I have seen great Marvel productions start off and fail like tremendously. And, you know, it's kind of crazy to see that Marvel is putting the emphasis on Loki to be kind of this introduction to the new MCU. Because usually it's a movie. Like, for example, we had Iron Man that introduced us to mcu and putting together avengers and all this but now they transition from a movie to loki and loki's a tv show Mm -hmm. so it's cool to see how the importance uh varies but loki seems to be a cornerstone a cornerstone on on what is coming up in the mcu for sure and and with that you know thank you guys for tuning in Sam and I are going to keep covering Loki as the weeks go by. So tune in with us to get your Marvel information, Marvel theories, and just Marvel perspectives. And uh, thank you. Job bless. Be great. And you got anything you want to say? Nah, I think I think that's it for now. All right, best. So guys, remember, tune in to Sam's FBL pod. Get at him. Any basketball stuff. Soon, him and I are going to have some segments where we talk about our parlay plays. You feel me? Get ready for the spice. And thank you.